0: It's time to go beyond the locker room talk and listen in with me, G.B., producer Jay, former patients and current friends of our own Cornell-trained, world-renowned urologist and surgeon, Dr. Michael Hyman. Let's talk about the issues on men's minds where no topic's out of bounds on another sit-down with two men and a doc. Hey,
1: guys. Welcome to the show. G.B., how are you? I'm doing well. Yourself, Jay? I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying our... New outdoor studio here, and we're able to gather again. It's been a little, a little uh, while, a couple of weeks. So thank you for sticking with us, Doc. How are you? I am well. J- JT is understating the beauty of our
2: surroundings. He uh, recently did a little backyard makeover, and we're enjoying the
1: just a little the
2: the wonders. Yeah. It's quite lovely. You know, cool. when
1: you can't go anywhere except Comfort. your backyard, you might as well you know get a it's new quite couch. Quite nice. And we're... Doc,
0: you're you're well and fully
2: vaccinated. I'm fully vac- vaccinated. I think I was vaccinated the last time we got together. Uh, wasn't th- I think yes,
1: you had your second dose. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. It's, it's, uh, in some ways, it's, it's hard in my household a little bit because I think, particularly, yeah, I think everybody sort of, I don't know, no one knows what how to respond to it. You know,
0: you took and, the Pfizer though, right? Yeah, yeah. So wasn't the, isn't there some studies? That the Pfizer drug also prevents the transmission of the virus?
2: I, You know, I think what I believe is going on, and I could be wrong, I, the answer is yes. Um, but it's very kind of under the radar because I think they're really afraid, understandably, to come out and make any comment about your transmissibility after getting the vaccine. That's right, because
0: people are going to stop wearing masks. Right, right, right. And I was on the trails this morning, yeah. and some of the older people, there was one gentleman in particular that wasn't wearing a mask, and I said, he must have got vaccinated.
1: And then you punched him in the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's,
2: that's
1: it. That's why they're not really coming out and making any comment about it. Um, yeah, because you do hear... They're trying to have a consistent message that says, listen, just because you're vaccinated, you can still bring it into your house or into your workplace or your school. And therefore, we all need to continue to mask up in order to protect each other. So that messaging, I think I can imagine they don't want to confuse that. Right.
2: But the flip side is like when I was alluding to earlier, it's like when I go to hang out with my mother, for example, who's vaccinated. So now you got two people who are vaccinated. I mean, should we both be masked up next to each other? It's. I would think that that's where it gets kind of tricky. Yeah, and
1: it seems like some good news that it, it's working well against the other variants. They're they're discovering. Yeah,
2: and I think I think we're gonna find out. And I, I mean, I could be wrong, but you know, you have to be careful with how you interpret the data. It's one thing to say that because what does it mean? Even if it says, even if they say it's fifty percent as effective. And you say, well, wow, those variants are only 50 percent as effective. Oh, my gosh. But that could have a profound effect on our march towards, you know, a greater potential for herd immunity. You have to understand, you know, if we if we if we drop the 50 percent transmissibility, that may be enough, you know, to have a continual decline in cases Um, That's really the name of the game. And I think ultimately that's what any official would say to you is that at the end of the day, you can look at the numbers with the data and play around with the research. And you know, at the end of the day, all they really care about is the number of cases, right? right? How many people are getting infected? How many are getting hospitalized? How many are dying? As long as those numbers continue to go down,
1: however we get there is how we get there that's where we need to go. I mean, I've been watching the numbers in LA every day. Yeah, they're going w- down like it's the stock market of the, like my retirement account that I depend in on. In two weeks, it's half. It's it's amazing. Two weeks. Yeah, it was, two I weeks mean, ago,
2: it was four thousand hospitalizations. Now it's two thousand. So per they, the county,
1: they, they do it per one hundred thousand. It was one fifty one on January thirteenth. That's huge. That's that was almost that's at an its
2: enormous number pretty of much cases.
1: Almost its peak. Actually, January first yeah. was its peak. Now. Yeah. We're at 20.4 as of yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's dropping about one per day now. So within 14 days, we should be at the under 7 per, per 100,000, which is a major milestone. Oh, that would be huge. Yeah. Humongous. I, I think, you know, it's we're talking schools may be reopening. At, you know, then it has to stay there for two weeks. Right, right. So now you're saying, okay, so four right. or five weeks from now, right. oh, that's April
0: 1st. Right. Yeah, well, the teachers' unions are basically saying... <laughs>
1: Well, that's a different story. That's a whole but, other story, And some of the yeah. communities are, are, are really getting vaccines to their teachers on their own, which is really impressive and, and I think a great thing. But anyway, yeah, the numbers are heading in the right direction. The other thing about, just real quickly, is the I was surprised that now they're saying Pfizer doesn't have to be in cold storage for as long. And how, how does that suddenly become the new fact? That I do not know. I mean I am I'm, I'm that speechless. was the big hurdle. They're building yeah. refrigerator no, warehouses. No, no. I thought I thought they changed
0: uh, the formula. Oh, did they? I thought there was a change in the formula and maybe I'm wrong, but now now it can just go into a normal freezer as opposed to that minus two hundred degree freezer. I see. That's what I thought. Yeah, that was. would be
1: huge. That would be huge. Yeah. All right. Well, We'll keep crossing our fingers. We'll check back in on this. But and your that,
0: your family's all recovered and well now.
1: Yeah, yeah, everybody's good. And um,
0: so you you had what two of your boys?
1: The the boys both had it. We didn't. So we spent a couple of weeks of just sliding food under the door, <laughs> almost. But yeah, no, they was they were very respectful. Their their um, symptoms were mild, um, although definitely under the weather. Uh, one of them for a few days easily, but nothing dramatic
2: yeah. the young guys just don't yeah. really get
1: yeah. it yeah Which,
0: did you ever figure out or
1: no where? there's no you know you can't the contact tracing yeah all that just it just, just doesn't work it's I mean impossible. and but trust me neither of them were like flaunting they were they were they being were careful careful yeah. but you know Respectful. like teens let's be honest yeah. they were yeah. they were in a pod but the pod was not exactly hermetically 100%. sealed and yeah. Like, yeah hermetically you know, sealed exactly. um but they and, and there was little pockets of their friends also, so we don't know which way it went. But I think they gave it to each other in the car. They were together in a car. And within two days, they both had it, almost simultaneously. So here's the
2: question, if in two weeks we're really down to like under seven per 100,000, um, you're gonna start, or maybe even now, have you already started to think
1: about summer plans? Yeah, a yeah. little bit. I mean, yeah. certain things, you start to feel like, all right, maybe yeah. my vaccinated parents could come here. right? And we would still be careful around them, right. but really for our own protection. right? Camp feels like possible, you yeah. know, the yeah. people getting vaccinated and then the yeah. kids get to go. How about you, GB?
0: Yeah, I go on an annual mountain bike trip. We've been talking about uh, that, yeah. about booking that trip in, yeah. in August timeframe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, hopefully. I actually reserved you know, I, it's reversible because I haven't made the flights yet, but I reserved a couple of rooms in uh, Punta Mita, which is like north of Puerto Vallarta, in um, in June. That's nice for us, GB and me. <laughs> you? No, no, no. Him,
0: <laughs> him and Ted Cruz.
1: That's right. <laughs> me
2: and Ted Cruz, exactly. Um, yeah. So
1: on my on my uh, the international miles, numbers. my points. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got I've got a bunch of airline miles from a trip we were supposed to take a year ago and they didn't give me my money back and they gave me points that expire. So I've got to do something with the airline. So what do we want to talk about guys? Well, or, 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 was... or uh, Jay, uh, maybe you and I, uh, I'll, I'll, pay your airfare and we'll, we'll go and, uh, Sign me up. stay me in
2: the room next door.
0: And we'll, we'll that way we can
2: keep doing our podcast down there. Two yeah. men and no doc. That's right. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll be together. We'll, 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 hang out. I like
1: it. I mean, so, so
2: I've got a question. We'll be by the pool. We'll be at poolside. Two men in a dock poolside in Puerto Vallarta.
1: That would be awesome. I love So it.
0: I've got a question for the dock.
1: Maybe we could you know how they do those cruises with like uh you know different speakers and you sign up That's if right. you're like a big fan of a certain band or something, but we could do a two men in a dock cancun trip cruise, or Puerto Vallarta. There you go. So with what's,
2: Ted Cruz to join us, yeah. <laughs>
1: what's on your
0: mind, G B. So um, you know, as you get older, you know, the doctor starts identifying different ailments and uh one, one of the things that my doctor has been watching has been my, my blood pressure. And the other thing my doctor has been watching over the past you know, year or so is also my kidney function and uh, something called the cre- creatinine level, which, which was out of whack. Well, my blood pressure finally got to the point where she said we got to do something about it. And she put me on um, an ACE inhibitor drug called lisinopril. And what she was surmising is that there could be a correlation between my kidney function and my blood pressure, or my blood pressure and my kidney function. So over the past year, she keeps telling me to drink more water for my kidney function. And I'm like, I I don't get it because I drink plenty of water. And, you know, what's going on? So about three minutes. Was
1: this the level that... A while ago, you had said you had exercised and then gone to the doctor. Was that one of the reasons we thought maybe his creatinine level was high? Yeah,
0: because I thought if you start lifting and
1: and, and, you and you're your building blood...
0: muscle, it naturally would raise your creatinine. Lines. Okay, that was, so it was
1: the same conversation. Okay, so yeah, go ahead.
0: so uh, yeah, just a just as am I'm gonna just stop you one second
2: and then you're gonna continue. Creatinine. Let's just define that one because that's a word we're throwing around and people are like, "What the hell's that?" creatinine is made in your muscles it's a it's an enzyme it has to do with the how the muscles function and so it just it turns out that creatinine when it goes out of your muscles and into your blood it you know different substances in your blood get out of your body different ways a lot of times it's a combination some of it's going through your liver then out through your gut and you poop it out some of it's going through your kidneys and you pee it out some of it you're breathing in some manner or you're perspiring or it goes into your saliva or who knows what, right? Well, creatinine is kind of cool because it turns out that this one particular enzyme is excreted almost exclusively, like 99% of it, through your kidneys. Well, that's great. That's a real nice treat because now as doctors, we can use that as a marker. We can say, hey, if your creatinine is going up that means your kidneys aren't excreting it as well. And so there must be something wrong with your kidneys. Um, And it's really reliable. Like if it it should be like around 1.0 or 0.8 or, you know, 1.15 or 1.2 maybe. And when it gets above that, we start to, yeah, you know, it's not the end of the world, but we start to like, you know, raise our eyebrows and say, hmm, we better be keeping an eye on it. Now, if it gets to like four or five or six, that's really kidney failure. You're in big trouble. And um, the other thing to just point out with like a lot of markers, because people get mixed up about this, is that the creatinine itself is not dangerous. If your creatinine goes up, you're not going to, nothing bad's going to happen from the standpoint of right. that substance, but function. it means your kidneys aren't working. And is that a urinalysis test
1: they're finding? No, it's, no? Blood. it's blood. This is it in is the blood. blood and
2: like. And so, yes, it's true that if you're like doing a hardcore workout, if you do a lot of exercise like GB does... And then like the next day you check a creatinine level, it could be a little higher than, you know, your kidney function would that, that it would be a little higher artifactually because some of that creatinine's getting pumped into your blood from all that
1: muscle work. Um, and then it and, would level and up. So,
2: and then it would level back off. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: that, so, so so that, now, so yeah, that yeah. was an early idea you had, but it, it's continued.
0: Yeah. So what happened, so my creatinine level used to be at like a 1.1 or a 1.2, and then it jumped to a 1.5. And so about three weeks ago, she puts me on this ACE inhibitor, and she said, come back in two weeks, and then we're going to check things out again. So two weeks later, uh, my blood pressure went down it, it was like 130 140 over 90 something like that and, and it went down to un, under 120 over you know like 84 or something like that and she did a blood test and my creatinine level went down to 1.15 which was really remarkable and then she was basically saying is it the chicken or the egg which is it is it is it is it the kidney function causing the blood pressure or the blood pressure causing the kidney function and and it's just kind of interesting and there's a there's a history of some uh, cardio-related stuff in my family on my uh, father's side. So just, just kind of interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, I'll start out by saying um, definitely in the last, certainly since I've been out of medical school, um, like when I was in medical school, I'm not sure they would have been as aggressive about treating a blood pressure of, what would you say it was, 130 over 90?
0: Yeah. So what? So what? My doctor said. But
2: nowadays, it's changed yeah, dramatically. So, and I what mean, she's somebody spi- who has one thirty over ninety, absolutely, pretty much every primary care physician is going to put you on. Yeah, because it's like medicine.
0: stage one hypertension. But what yeah. she's basically saying is, you're better off getting under control now when you're younger, because yeah. if you let it go as you age, it becomes much more difficult yeah. to manage. Was your yeah.
1: blood pressure tested before or after you saw the people without their mask on the trail? <laughs>
0: You know, you know, it's you know that's the other interesting thing about about the blood pressure, because when you come in into the office, a lot of times you may be rushing from the car or whatever, and she's and the doctor this time.
1: The doctor's office makes people nervous. Yeah, some, and so
2: what sometimes. she did, so she was like. Plus, chatting by the way, GB for... has a nice-looking
1: doctor. <laughs> right, that's why he sees her every week. That's right.
0: <laughs> um, so. She took the blood pressure, the nurse took the blood pressure, and then the doctor took the blood pressure, but then she waited like 20 minutes just to relax and mm. get things down and then took took it again. Okay. Uh, um, but also, she also told me to stop drinking caffeine as well, because that can have an impact on your blood pressure as right. well. So some of the things
2: you talked about were, you know, she talked about increasing your fluid intake, stuff like that. So let's just first... Talk real quick about like what, how is what's the relationship with the kidneys? You think about. I was trying to think about how to the analogy to come up for everybody to understand this. Think about a pool pump. Now, not everybody here has a pool, but it's it's a it's a fairly simple design, right? You've got these pipes that go from your pool into this filtration system, and then once it goes through the filtration system. It goes through the pipes and back to your pool. It's just this circulation, right? Um, and what could cause problems with that filtration system? Um, wh- well, let's see. One could be, let's say, um, and this has actually happened in my case because a, 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 a sort of a quirky design in our system, because all the fluid from our, uh, there have been situations, not, no. let me start over um what happens if the level of your pool drops from uh dehydration um you know the the evaporation evaporation. sorry i'm thinking (laughs) more
1: concentrated well what but eventually
2: so so the water is getting sucked through this thing called a skimmer which is at the end of your pool where that little slit in the wall is so what happens when the level drops below the skimmer
1: it's not going through
2: and so then what happens to your filter?
1: Well, it burns out.
2: It burns out. So one way you could, so, and it may not just be I, an immediate. I get
1: better at this than the, you know, what's going wrong with your ureter. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can diagnose pool There problems. you go.
2: So it may not happen all at once, right? It might be that the water is getting low. And so it's starting to pull in a little air and a little water because it's like borderline so the filter is starting to malfunction, but the, so, and then yes, once the water totally goes down, it's, it's gone. Well, same with the kidney. Okay. So if you have low volume of blood, what's a situation where you'd have low volume of blood going into your kidneys? Um, why would your blood volume be low blood pressure? Well, what, what, how would, how would you get your blood volume to go up? If I wanted you to have more volume in your blood vessels, just more volume. Forget about the blood cells. I just want more volume. How do I get you to have more volume in your blood vessels? Heart rate.
0: Uh, you get. That's not old...
2: heart, That's not volume. That's a, a volume is a fix. How, how do I get more volume?
1: Oh, more blood. You mean?
2: It doesn't even have know. to be Fluids? more blood. Just drink more fluid. How do you get more fluid into your into there? How just do you drink. get more fluid? Drink huh? more. Drink more. Right. So that's what she's talking about. She's saying, get more volume of fluid, so that that pool level goes up okay right and so that's why she's saying to hydrate that might be a reason why your kidney function was going down you did hydrate but it didn't make a difference so therefore that wasn't the issue another issue could be the there's two pipes going to this going uh connecting to this pump there's the pipe that goes in and the pipe that goes out we have the same kind of system in the kidney we have something called afferent arterioles which are the little tiny arteries that go into was, the filtration system? Was there a system.
0: decision point in your life that you said, "Should I be a pool guy right. or a urologist"?
1: <laughs> it's when he added chlorine for his first patient that he I, realized <laughs> he made the wrong choice.
2: I did, yeah, I did. I did have a not about pool being a pool guy, but you know, definitely like mechanical engineer and stuff. I, I like kind of figuring out. I was definitely one of those kids when I was little. I liked, uh, you know, I took tons of things apart. Of course, I could never put them back together. Right. So, like, my dad would always get pissed off because he'd walk into my room and, like, my clock radio was sitting there in, like, 50 pieces. Right. And I was like, well, I wanted to see if I could, like, figure out how it worked. I couldn't get to put it back together. And he's like, well, you're going to have to pay for a new one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm awesome at taking something that, that works, but it just doesn't work quite right. And, I'm, and then I break it completely. <laughs> in my attempt to fix it, I make it completely yep, inoperable. Yep, yep. So I, I've done that, too. Been there. Done that. <laughs>
2: Um, fortunately, not in human beings, right. but in, in machines. That's good. And um, so, yeah, the kidney, is, I mean, I'm really simplifying it, but the fact is that the kidney has these, literally each kidney has something called a nephron, which is, and there's a million nephrons per kidney, if memory serves, um, a million. So that means that the artery that goes into your kidney, and the artery is maybe the diameter of like um, a pencil. It's it's an artery. That artery splits into a million units. Wow. A million. Okay. So, and then each of those units has its own little tiny filter, like your pool filter. So, um, it would, so, so, um, and each of those filters has an afferent arterial, meaning a little tiny microscopic artery, microscopic, you couldn't see it with your naked eye, going into the arterial, into the uh, what's called the glomerulus, which is a filter, and an efferent arterial, meaning a pipe going out. So one going in, one going out. And so the question is, what could screw up that filter, just like the pool? If I took the pool filter pump, okay, let's go back to the pool concept. What would happen if a tree is growing in your backyard and a root starts to press up against the pipe going out of the pump and back to the pool. Now that pipe is getting blocked. So what's, maybe it's not all at once. Maybe it's just slightly blocked. So the the water can still go back, but the pump, what's going to, what's the pump going to, what is the pump going to be like
1: going to have to work harder
2: it's going to work harder it's going to get hotter right it's going to get hotter it's going to work harder and then if it gets over time it's going to fail right it's going to fail same thing in the body so if that efferent arterial is too tight there's too much constriction on it it's going to put strain on the whole system well an ACE inhibitor relaxes that arterial that efferent arterial the one that goes away there's actually some drugs that do it on the other one on the one that leads to it cuz what would happen you know if you if you had an if you had the afferent arterial constricted then it's not enough fluid getting to the pump if you have the efferent arterial constricted there's enough fluid getting to the pump but it's under all this strain so that's what the ace inhibitor does is that it relaxes that efferent arterial and you know, we can get into how the ACE inhibitor actually works. That would get really academic. It it stands for, and I won't go too far, but it stands for angiotensin converting enzyme ACE. And that has to do with a whole bunch of uh, hormonal systems started in the kidney and going throughout your body. And this is an, and then there's an enzyme that causes the conversion of those hormones to one that actually causes that efferent arterial to constrict
0: and converting angiotensin converting angiotensin
2: angiotensin converting yeah, yeah
0: what's interesting and there's so many of these so you inhibit
2: that enzyme and then you don't get to you the, the 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 hormone called angiotensin uh is never created if you if you if you block the enzyme angiotensin converting enzyme then the precursor to angiotensin which is called angiotensinogen never gets to convert to angiotensin, so you don't have that in your body as much, and so your blood pressure goes down because that stuff makes it go up.
0: Now, what was also interesting, there's so many different types of these blood pressure medicines. And so the doctor really had to think about correct wh- which one to use and was trying to make correlations right. between the you know between the kidney function and the blood right. pressure right. and it's not it's not just oh yeah go take an antibiotic and
1: well that was the impression I was getting is it feels like it's almost part of the diagnostic process is first it's easy drink more water but now it's about applying different types of medication but this is okay so something worked here for GB but That doesn't really tell them what's going on, but do they, is it possible they say, you know what, this is working for whatever reason, let's just stick with this for a while. We'll monitor it, you know, or, or do they maybe go for adjust? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, you're not going to open them up. Right. It's a good question. Um, there's, there's most of these things, there isn't like a singular fix it organic cause it's it's sort of a chronic either overproduction or underproduction of some substrate in your body and most of the time that is common it's due to a combination of genetics and environmental factors
1: hm so genetics and and we still haven't determined which one is which one is causing which right blood pressure versus kidney function
2: well i mean i think in his case the the evidence points towards blood pressure towards because blood pressure. um if it was a if it was a kidney issue then even dropping the blood pressure and affecting that efferent arterial wouldn't really affect a change in the creatinine you would still see it at 1.5 so you'd right. be like oh yeah your blood pressure went down that's great but your creatinine still right. 1.5 you clearly have a kidney problem
1: Right. So the blood pressure went down, so the kidney can now do what it needs to do. Right. right.
0: The, and, the, and the other piece is the, the, the water volume, the intake of the water. That, that didn't seem to help either.
1: Right. Right. Another
2: sort of, uh, yeah, another, another check in the checkbox of like, could this be a kidney problem? And it suggests away from it.
1: I mean, I, this is generalizing it, but of the two, it feels like dealing with blood pressure is easier. It's a known condition there's medication for it i don't know what the side effects are but i mean yeah better than an unknown it's true. Kidney, kidney problem
2: kidney problems are uh, you know they, they they're tricky um and i mean i don't that's where you get you know and if let's say let's say she came back and listen there have been scenarios where you go on that ace inhibitor and the kidney function actually gets worse that happens too sometimes mm. where you'll go on the ace inhibitor and i can't i'm trying to remember when what that, I believe the situation, I'm trying to remember, there, there are certain scenarios where you shouldn't go on an ACE inhibitor because if you have a certain type of renal condition, I think if the artery, my recollection is if the artery, the main artery going into the kidney has like atherosclerosis, like the heart duck can get, you know, and so it's getting, the arteries getting getting obstru- like, uh, you know, uh, stiffened and narrowed and, and blocked um, and so you're not getting enough blood flow into your kidney um, and then you go on an ACE inhibitor so think about that situation we just talked about the pool analogy so you have water going from the pool to the filter okay and let's say that the water level has dropped so now there's not really enough water going to the filter however on the outside on the on the pipe going away from the filter system that pipe is actually partly blocked a little bit so actually the filter is doing okay because even though that because that that one that goes away from the filter is actually building up enough water pressure in the filter that's keeping it cool you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Now, let's say you take that blockage away from the one that's going out of the filter, the the one going, the return line, you open it all the way up. Now, the pressure inside of the filter is going to drop way down and the filter is going to burn out. Well, I just gave you the exact reason why if you had renal artery stenosis, which is a real condition where your arteries going to your kidney are narrowed, you're not getting quite enough blood flow into your kidney, you need all of that efferent constriction that you can get you need that little arterial that goes away from the filter of the kidney the efferent arterial that goes away from that Mm -hmm. glomerulus you need it actually constricted and if you reduce that constriction you suddenly just plummeted the pressure in the glomerulus in the filter and it will those cells will die so your ACE inhibitor could actually cause your kidney function to go really Bad.
0: Yeah. But the top side effects are headache, dizziness, and cough, essentially. And w- when I was first on it and I would go running, I would get really lightheaded on the run because I think the blood pressure went down yeah, yeah, and it yeah. eventually went away. Yeah. And then then my doctor was The other also... thing when
2: you're on blood pressure medicine is you're much more susceptible to fluid imbalance. So if you have a little bit slightly dehydrated because you're running and sweating and you're on a blood pressure medicine, you're much less able to co- compensate. And keep your pressure up because you've got, because your body is artifactually forcing your, your you know, it's, it's preventing you from compensatorily tightening your vessels so that you stop from getting dizzy. Yeah. See what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. She kept talking to me about the cough and I think I may have a slight cough, but I don't understand the significance of this uh, ACE inhibitor associated cough.
2: Mm, I can't remember any of
0: that. Yeah. that but, but, but the key out. thing on the blood pressure is what Michael's saying. If you, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it's basically when you have high blood pressure, your heart's working harder,
1: right?
2: Yes. Oh, that's
0: the, that's the ultimate, right? That's the ultimate and But also
2: high blood pressure can in and of itself damage your kidneys. So if you have chronic high blood pressure, all the, it's the same analogy. You know, if you have too much pressure going into that filter for your pool system and you're like, you know, it, it, it could cause damage.
0: So um, can this also, because my wife asked me about this, but I, and, and I think on this drug there's no issue, but can this also cause problems, certain blood pressure medicines with erectile dysfunction? Big time. Big time. And because, can, can yeah. an ACE inhibitor also for it, hypertension cause that, or is it other, is it other types of drugs? Because there's two types of blood pressure medicines, right? One's an ACE inhibitor, and I don't know what the other one's called.
2: Oh no! There's more than two types. There's oh, there's literally many many dozens of types okay. of blood pressure drugs. There's beta blockers. Yeah, there's the beta blockers. There's angiotensin. Uh, 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 there's there's something called angiotensin receptor blockers. There's uh, diuretics are a form of blood pressure medication. So, so
0: which one that do you need to worry about then? If you if you're concerned about your performance,
2: I believe that the. Um, I mean, the, the, the biggest problem problem is beta blockers. That's the biggest problem for, for erectile function because the beta blockers are hitting you in two. So, so ACE inhibitors are really specific to the vasculature. Beta blockers are more generalized. Not only are they reducing the pressure in your blood, but they're also reducing the heart rate and they're also reducing the contractility of your heart. So they're doing everything. So, so let's say you're someone who, who really, um, the, you know, there's, the, it gets complicated, but let's say you're someone who, um, your heart, you, let's say you, you, you had a heart attack and you're, um, and you have high blood pressure. Well, you want to do a bunch of things. You want to force that heart to don't pump so hard because if you pump really hard, you already have poor vasculature in the heart vessels. You're just going to have another heart attack. So let's get you to pump less hard. Don't don't pump as intensely. Don't pump as rapidly. And let's give you a little break. Let's, let's get some of that resistance that you're pumping against down. Beta blockers should be able to do all three of those things. Oh, interesting. Now, you if know, you what, what, do all three of those things and you're in a situation where you need a lot of heart rate and contractility and pressure. Like when you want to have an erection, that's going to be a problem. You want to, you're not gonna be able to do it. You want to pump harder. right? So now, you know, so somebody's on a beta blocker, you switch them to an ACE inhibitor. You could, at least they can, pump harder, and contract their heart harder when they want their erection, even though their blood pressure isn't quite as good. So the erections might be somewhat affected by an ACE inhibitor, but not nearly as profoundly so, as so like on if a beta blocker.
0: Ca- if somebody came into your office for erectile dysfunction issues...
2: And they were on a beta blocker, I might but, say, talk but, to but, your but, doctor but, but, but and find che- out if
0: you could switch. But you're checking blood pressure, right? When yeah. somebody comes in? Yeah. And then, and then you've also got to be careful if you're prescribing Viagra or Whatever, if they're if they are on a beta block or something like that, I would imagine. Yeah,
2: a little bit. It depends. Most of those drugs have really it's always been a bit of an over concern that those drugs can really create major uh, consequences from a vascular standpoint. Truthfully, most of those studies, those early studies on Viagra that showed any risk of heart attack, What they ultimately really decided was that the guys who got heart attacks on Viagra was because they were like 85-year-olds who hadn't really brought their heart rate up over baseline in like 20 years. And suddenly (laughs) they started taking Viagra, (laughs) and they got a heart attack.
0: Yeah, You you, you know, it was also an interesting (laughs) side effect, and I talked to my doctor on the first week or so when I was running and getting dizzy. My heart rate was more my my beats per minute. it's going up? Of course. Like, 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 sure. Like, and yeah. you had to compensate.
2: Again, you had to compensate because
0: I was hitting like the one to compensate. And that was like, I mean, that's yeah. pr- pretty high.
2: Yeah. You had to compensate. Yeah.
0: Right. Very interesting.
2: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, drugs like, like, uh, like Viagra, um, you know, there is some potential for interaction and dropping blood pressure with those drugs, but it's, it's probably not, terribly profound as far as my role oh sorry folks we got a, a loud motorcycle <laughs>
0: uh, sorry my stomach's grumbling
2: <laughs> um, as far as my role when I have somebody who is on certainly if it's like a, a vascular as we call them vasculopaths. so let's say somebody comes in and he's like yeah I've got problems with the blood vessels in my legs. And I'm on all these drugs. Cause I had a heart attack last year and I'm a diabetic and I have high blood pressure. I've had open heart surgery. Like this guy is a, his whole vascular system is problematic. Maybe his kidney function isn't so great. And then he's like, Oh, can you prescribe some Viagra? <laughs> then I'm like, you know, I think we better consult with your, you know, cardiologist and let's, let's hold off until we get the green light from them. And see what they think so yeah no i'll punt those for sure
1: so let me ask you so let's say you're someone that doesn't see their doctor as often as gb does and they have some high blood pressure maybe they know about it but they haven't really dealt with it is the creatinine level in itself higher in their kidney an issue is there is there residual effects that we know the issues of high blood pressure for other elements of their body but the kidneys reaction to that are they going to also have kidney problems down the road?
2: If they're not managing their blood pressure, are they going to have kidney problems down the road? Is that what your no, question is? No, no, no. He's yeah, saying he's saying, saying,
0: saying if you have continued elevated levels of blood. creatinine in your kidneys, will that cause kidney damage?
2: Well, it it reflects kidney damage, right? So it's sort of like you're already on you're, you're already showing some degree of. Strain your kidneys aren't working very well,
1: and so yeah, the creatinine keeps going up. So the fact that the kidneys, okay, so it is actually kidney damage in itself because the kidneys are working too hard. Right, but like in GB's case,
2: it was reversible. Yeah, you know, other things that like if you're somebody, there's certain people who take a ton of um, of nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like Motrin, okay, and those can be nephrotoxic if you take them
1: chronically at significant doses. So if you're like a... How much is that? Because I've heard that too, like Advil, someone with kidney, a propensity right. for kidney I problems. I mean,
2: if you're like a, like I take, you know, not me, I'm saying if I'm the kind of guy who, because of some chronic conditions, I'm taking 600 milligrams of ibuprofen three times a day, just indefinite. Like I've just been doing it for months.
1: Oh yeah, you can't do that.
2: Okay. And I've been really careful. I take it with food. So it hasn't caused any stomach problems. I'm fine with that. Right. Then you go to your doctor and your creatinine's two. too. Your doctor's like, are you taking any Motrin or anything? Oh, yeah, I've been taking like 600 three times a day for the last six months. Yeah, you better stop that. Yeah. Okay. And then often their kidneys may return to normal. Sometimes it's irreversible. Hmm. And then they're stuck with a creatinine of two. So it doesn't mean they're in full-blown kidney failure, but now their kidneys are a little behind the eight ball. Like they're definitely up in that area where, you know, not a whole lot could really throw them into full blown kidney failure. Like sometimes I'll see someone like that and then they'll get a kidney stone. Hmm. So they're passing a stone on one side, the ureter's blocked. Normally, if it was you guys passing a stone on one side, your creatinine may not even bump. You might go like GB said, it's now 1.1. It might go to 1.3 if you were passing a stone because your other kidney would take over. But let's say you had been on those those that motrin and your your baseline creatinine's now 2 and you pass a stone on one side but you see the other side can't really compensate because it's already behind the eight ball it's already kind of a semi mildly diseased kidney now your creatinine can go to like 5 so i'll get those kinds of calls in the er they'll they'll call me from the er and they'll say hi um we're calling from the er the guy's passing a stone his pain's well controlled he's not having any nausea vomiting um, I'll be like, okay, what's the problem? Can't you just send him home and have him follow up with me in the office? Well, no, because uh, his creatinine's five. I'm like, oh shit, okay, creatinine's five. Well, that's not, I mean, that's really serious. I mean, he could die if we just let him go. So that means he's gotta go to the OR, we gotta take him to the OR, we gotta stent that, that kidney, get that kidney unobstructed immediately so that the kidneys can recover, and then I'll, you know, down the road, take out that stone.
0: Hmm.
1: Wow. All right. Well, Well, that was a
2: good episode to talk about kidneys. I I didn't think we were going to make it that interesting, but it it got interesting. Well,
1: we've definitely learned that you should check your pool filters. Yep. Often. Make sure that your skimmer is working. Uh, I'm happy to hear GB's wife is concerned about his erectile function.
0: (laughs) Well, well, that's the other thing. The other thing to learn if you're on a beta blocker, don't tell anybody.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a. That, you know, if you're if you're like a, if you're trying to pick up, especially if you're trying to pick up on like a like a female cardiologist at a bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to tell her you're. No,
0: doing that's that. not necessarily true, ladies. That may be the exact type of guy yeah, you right, want to right. date. That's right.
1: <laughs> I can imagine trying to date like in med, you know, med school or post. Like they want a whole medical history uh, at right, the right, bar. Right, right. Oh yeah. They're, they're oh, going yeah. to pull out their pulse <laughs> oximeter.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, absolutely. When I was dating, you know, I, I did date, I did date a med student when I was a med student and, you know, it got very uh, technical
1: yeah <laughs> uh, i mean, you mean like, like wait a minute yeah. let
2: me let me see that again because I'm I wanna. First... And, and like she's flipping open the book oh yeah that that's right that's what oh that's so interesting i didn't realize that's what would I, but yeah according yeah. to this on the I'm first like, day when oh she asked for God. a blood sample
1: you know yeah. you're in for it
0: <laughs> yeah but there was a, there was there was a lot of late night uh medical exams in the uh apartment <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: well uh i'm glad to hear you're you know it's starting to work gb let's you know, let's make sure we don't upset you at any point. We want to keep the blood pressure nice That's and low. That's right. I want to keep it nice and low. <laughs> Stay away from the corned beef
0: special. <laughs> yeah, you know it's like uh, corned beef special it, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know as 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 I say, one of my favorite movies is as good as it gets with Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson. And uh, as you age, these things just happen. You know.
1: That is your favorite phrase. You know, is this as good as it gets? Is, is this it?
0: Yeah.
2: I didn't know that that was tied to the movie. Yeah, it's definitely tied to the movie. Wow.
1: That's well, okay. pretty good. I, I, think, yeah. I think we can all count ourselves as lucky right now. Keep that in mind. So thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And gentlemen, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely, guys. Yeah. So that's our show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Two Men and a Doc is hosted by Dr. Michael Hyman, GB and Jay Tannenbaum, produced by Jay Tannenbaum. The views and opinions expressed here by Dr. Hyman are based on his medical training and experience, but if you or someone you know are experiencing any medical issues, you should, of course, consult your own physician. We welcome your questions about men's health or anything you've heard on this podcast. So write to us at mail at twomenandadoc.com. That's M-A-I-L at twomenandadoc.com. If you live in the Los Angeles area and want to see Dr. Hyman, you can find his contact info at drhymanla.com. That's D-R-H-Y-M-A-N-L-A.com. And these links are also in the show notes. That's it for this week. See you next time on Two Men and a Doc.